And welcome back to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, a podcast, Quincy podcast. And my name is Mark Curious, media director, and with myself, well, with, I am in his honor's office, in the mayor's office. Bam, 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 that's all for Exactly. Thank you very much. It's been a while, so I'm not actually on my best game today. It's been a while, actually. A couple of weeks, anyway. It has been a couple of weeks, but um, it's good to be here, Mayor. Always. So we had a great uh, Spring Fest this weekend. We had a great event last week at the Adams uh, Presidential Center uh, kickoff, if you will. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about this Saturday, and, and I know that this is something we've been doing every month or so. I know you said this. Let's talk about we, we're doing an event a month almost. I mean, from even in the winter months, we've been doing a President's Day fest right. or a winter fest, and uh, John McDonald has done a great job in these one, these two. And that last week, we had another excellent affair, Spring Fest, right? You're still struggling now. Huh? <laughs> just can't, it's like I can't speak. You Apple, some, banana. You have a glue stick in your mouth or what? I think so. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been great. We've you know we've we've talked about really this venue out here for a number of years and getting programs in here. And uh, this administration has been very pro arts over the years. Just visit the the gallery just down the street next to Gunther there with uh, Quincy Art Association. We provided space for them, and of course the Arts Fest we co-sponsored for years. The Art Association of the City of Quincy says, a lot going on. Yes, so it's nice to see the activity out here on the Hancock Adams Common. It's well-received. Families, I, I saw a part of it on Saturday. Uh, loads of families out here with their kids and taking advantage of the wonderful free activities, as they should. So good stuff. The Adams presidential event last week was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. We, this was really the, the launch, if you will, the kickoff of what we've talked about. I know we had a public I guess we had a press conference last year at the Adams Academy to talk about what we were looking to do. And since that time, we've, you know, we've got the uh, nonprofit established. We've got a full board established. Uh, we've had consultants on board helping us with programming. And uh, Rob Hale gave us the first million dollars to get us started. So we're, we're moving. And uh, it's, it's really a, a special, special project. There's no question. We need to raise a lot of money and that's where this board's going to be incredible. I mean, Joe Dunford. I know as a reminder, gonna, let's talk about the, the board. board. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Dunford, uh, former retired, I should say, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, retired coming out of the Marine Corps, great Quincy guy, stepped up and offered to help. And, and uh, sure enough, uh, he's chairman of the board. So he uh, he's a special guy and has a lot of connection nationally and believes in the project. He believes in that what we're doing is really to preserve and promote the Adams legacy in relation to today. The Adams legacy, as we've talked about a number of times, is pretty remarkable because it, the Adamses could uh, withstand today's standards. That's putting it, putting it pretty directly. So, uh, yeah, so he's chairing uh, Catherine Craven, who's COO and COA uh, at Babson College. He's also on the Quincy College Board of Governors. Used to be head of the School Building Authority. She's the treasurer for the, for the board, former uh, Congressman Bill Delahunt's on the board. We have Rob Hale on the board, Sam Slater, who is another investor developer in Quincy. He's on the board. We have Danielle Allen. She's a professor at Harvard, an Adams expert who's just terrific. Um, she's on the board. We have Eddie Cohane, also on the board, uh, representing the local community. I serve on the board as ex officio, uh, as mayor. Who did I miss? I think I got most of them. If I, you got them I'm all? Sure the board will grow. Did you mention Charlie Baker? Uh, he's hopefully going to come on the board. Okay, but the event last week uh, was one that we had. Uh, we maxed out at the Granite Links, uh, four hundred people, and we launched the Adams Presidential Center. Probably raised between fifty and a hundred thousand. 
We honored uh, Charlie and Lauren Baker for the service to the Commonwealth. Obviously, Charlie is the governor for eight years, and Lauren for her work with the Wonder Fund, which takes care of kids who are in the state system at times when they need something. And uh, at Christmas time, when a lot of people have forgotten, um, this this she does remarkable work with with these kids. So both of them uh, are great human beings. They did a great job for the Commonwealth, and and I, I take it for granted at times. But when you're in public life, like the governor or the mayor. The spouts puts up with a lot, and you know you're you're going all the time. You're out and about. So, Lauren to share Charlie with the Commonwealth for eight years is pretty special, and, and and not to take away from her own efforts and her own leadership on issues as well. So, no, it was a great night. Mari Healy, the current governor, was there. Kim Driscoll, lieutenant governor, was there. Uh, Speaker Mariano, Congressman Lynch, Ben Adams, direct descendant of the Adams family. So it was really a phenomenal night, and. Every one of the speakers were, were terrific. Uh, people, I think, went out of there really charged, really charged up. And I would recommend that everyone go to the City of Quincy uh, social media site. You can see the video that was played. It was also narrated by Chris Cooper, who was the Academy Award-winning actor, who is from Kingston. But, I mean, really an incredible, just a taste of what this is going to be. This is so big, much bigger than Quincy bosses. You've said many times the Adams Presidential Center is going to be a place for scholars around the world, right? Well, it's going to be for people to come from all over the place. But yes, it'll be a, a place that will have national significance. It'll certainly be something that the Commonwealth will be very proud of. And of course, Quincy uh, Adams is back yeah, where they ran around as kids in the backyard here. I, you know, whatever happens in D.C. at some point, great if it happens. But we're going independent of that. We believe the center will be, as Joe Dunford says, well, this will be the first stop for a lot of people coming to Massachusetts. They get a feel for what went on back then and get a sense and it kind of frame everything. So from there, you can go to the Adams facilities or you can go to Lexington Concord. You go to the Freedom Trail, but this will pull it all together, if you will. And it's going to have an educational component. It's going to have a symposiums and forums. And uh, I mean, it, the sky's the limit. I mean, we, and we, we want to thank also the, the Mass Historic Society, who has been a partner with us collaborating because they have a lot of neat stuff they want to share and get for people to see that they have archived uh, all the Adams papers and letters and diaries. They have they have full jurisdiction control of that. So good stuff. You know, Ben Adams, by the way, is on the board. He's also on the board at the Mass Historic. And, you know, our friends at Quincy Historic have been so helpful to us uh, along the way here, Eddie Fitzgerald and Alexander Elliott and Jim Edwards as well. So uh, we're off and running. So we've we got a lot of work to do, a lot of money to raise, but uh, we're, we're, we've begun. We're out of the gate. Not to mention what that will do overall in Quincy. I know this is beyond Quincy, but in Quincy, what that does for the downtown and the future and the vision of what's to come. It's just, you know, oh, it has all kinds of potential. Um, probably partner with Quincy College on some of the educational components. Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, again, the sky's the limit. I, you know, we're just getting the taste of it, uh, getting the feel of it. And uh, the next two years will be very robust fundraising years. Um, a lot of these board members making contacts around the country. There are foundations, there are very wealthy individuals that believe in what we're doing that I believe will help fund the vast majority of this. Well, there's a lot of great things happening, and we did touch the last time a little bit on uh, the projects that are going uh, forward in the, in the Quincy Center area, uh, the downtown area, and we don't want to focus on that too much. But we do want to talk about, we, you just got back from an MBTA meeting because you happen to be on the board of the MBTA. Mm-hmm. There's a big job fair this Saturday, right? Yeah, so the MBTA has been struggling in this economy, along with other businesses, to try to find good help. And so there's more than 1,000 positions open at the T. Uh, they've been having job fairs, and this coming Saturday, they're having a job fair right at the Wallace and T Station parking lot. 
It's from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You know, if you know some people out there that maybe you're in between jobs, looking for a new career, MBTAs, they're good benefits, um, you know, they're decent jobs. And, they, you know, years ago you couldn't get a job on the T. You had to figure out how the heck to get on. It was a line and a half. But as we know right now, we're dealing with some challenges in the economy. So we, we've got some work to do on that. Yeah, we had almost three-hour meeting today with the T. This was the first meeting with the new general manager, General Manager Ng, who um, you know came from the New York Transit System and has a lot of experience. So this is the first meeting with the full board today with him. So we had his report. We had a number of reports. We voted on some action items. We listened to public comment, and uh, you know it's it's going to be a bit of a struggle yet. Firmly believe the work that Governor Baker started and the work that Governor Healy will continue is going to pay dividends in making a reliable, safe MBTA for users and workers alike uh, going forward. We're still not, I, I think we just turn on the corner market. It's going to take a little while. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's 50 years of neglect, literally 50 years of neglect. I think Charlie Baker was the first governor to grab the bull by the horns with the T since Mike Dukakis. That's the 70s. That's amazing. That's a long time. So I know, and you said there's like a billion dollars or something going into it or somewhere well, There's around. billions going into it, uh, but yeah. we just can't can only get so much done at a time. But, um, you know, there's been, a, and, and I've heard from the public, and we heard from the public today at the meeting, people's dissatisfaction with the time it takes. We are living in a society where everybody wants everything instant. I get the frustration, particularly those people that depend on it every day. We understand it. Safety for us, we're dealing with the federal government. Uh, in other state agencies to try to get this tea up and running where it ought to be so we can all be proud of it. So a lot of work ahead of us, but we're making good progress. And just to repeat, this is a job fair at the, the MBTA recruitment event will happen in person at the Wollaston Station parking lot, 9 Woodbine Street in Quincy. Uh, for all the Quincy residents who are looking for some great jobs, it's April 22nd. That's this Saturday coming as we're recording this on a Wednesday, the 19th. It's from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and I, I did happen to check out some of the jobs, and some of them are pretty, pretty high-paying jobs. You giving your notice? <laughs> so you put a good word in for me? <laughs> anyway, so thank you for, for giving us a little update there. Uh, it's important to have the Quincy mayor on that board, I would imagine. Well, it's certainly, I, I represent the advisory board. I've chaired the advisory board for 12 years, and uh, they chose me to serve as their delegate, their representative to the full board of directors. So certainly honored and proud to serve them. I've made a number of visits to a number of those communities over the last year. You know, the advisory board is made up of a, more than 170 communities, and each of them have a delegate to this group. So they don't all make it, but we, we get pretty robust participation, and we want to make sure their voice is heard. And that was the whole point of adding a position to this new board, representing the board, uh, the advisory board. Great. Uh, well, you know, I just have to mention this, too, because we have the Patriot Ledger and the Quincy Sun sitting on, on the table here. And one of them kind of the Quincy Sun is more of a positive looking story as opposed to the, the front page of the Patriot Ledger says housing project revealed in Quincy. I mean, it's a really great thing for Quincy Center. Well, I know we touched on this, but just mention this again. Oh, sure. Sure. I, you know, it, if you read the story, it's fine. I mean, they, Joey Carey bought the old family dollar store about uh, almost two years ago. He let the lease run out, didn't renew, and has been working on plans for a seven-story building. Two-story, beautiful restaurant. Joey owns and operates about 20 restaurants, Boston, North Shore, very successful guy. And so above will be apartments, uh, which is really the future of the downtown is is apartments above and the retail below. By the way, that that was fundamental Europe 
for centuries. We're doing this like it's new, but <laughs> you go to the old European countries, it was it was flats upstairs and retail on the first floor, the butcher shop and, and so forth. So a little more modern, a little more up to date, but yeah, Joey's going to be the ground first. Uh, that's the family dollar store. If you're going south on Hancock Street, the family dollar will come down. The next two buildings were bought by the city, the Taekwondo and Donut and Donut building. And then that long building was bought by Sam Slater. That also will be coming down uh, sometime this summer. And Sam is uh, hasn't formally applied to the for a permit yet for the planning board, but you know he's had publicly the plans out there, a 15-story residential with with beautiful uh, restaurant on the first floor. And the, the park that we'll create between the two buildings will be another beautiful green space for the public to enjoy. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful project. So uh, that's uh, thank you for giving us the update on that. So let's go back to an issue that uh, didn't seem to go away so easily, and I know that you wanted to uh, briefly mention <laughs> what's what's going on with the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater, oh, as, sure, you, as sure. if we haven't talked about it already, but please, go right ahead. Yeah, no, I, I certainly want to make it perfectly clear that you know the, the Park Department was looking at and is actually revamping Pageant Field, putting a new pavilion up. It really needed a refresh. It's been... Been, it was done over probably 25 years ago when I was at the helm down there. So it's been some time since it's needs some work. So moving the diamonds around, a new pavilion area, a new walkway around the whole thing, about a half-mile walk to make the loop, which people will be able to really enjoy. The vistas up there are just gorgeous. Uh, and the park department was looking at repurposing the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater as part of the, the redo. It hasn't been had any real use in there a long time. Now, the public came forward, and a lot of people came forward with great passion. So they have said no. I've told the commissioner, let's let's back off on that and let's hear from people that are very interested in the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater and see what they have to say. So the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater is not going anywhere. So it's staying. I believe there's some groups getting together to see if they can come up with some programming for it uh, in the coming coming season. So I know that Commissioner Murphy of Natural Resources has, has been in touch with some of the folks from that group. And, um, you know, we want to be supportive. There's probably a few improvements we can make to it, but I know if people want to step up and start using it, I'm all for that. I get the passion for it. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing more for Ruth Gordon anyway. She deserves more than a a, uh, a little granite stone up there with her name on it. So we'll be doing more for her. But but the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater will stay as is. Park Department has re- reassured me of that. And, um, you know, we'll take it from here. Hopefully some of these groups that have been very interested and had a lot to say will come up with a nice program week. We can work together and see if we can uh, get that place alive again. Yeah, a lot of great people on that on that, that there group are, of people. There are, you know, absolutely. And I know, you know just part, care about the arts. Part of the challenge with that is you get you get baseball, softball. There's other activities up there. Yeah. So when you're when you're planning an event, you got to plan it so that you have parking, right? So um, you got to get in the schedule, get in the calendar early in the season in order to um, you know not be in conflict with some of the other uses. So um, no, I look forward to see we uh, what they come up with. But to bring and you know to bring it back just to where we talked about in the very beginning, you've been an absolute supporter of both sports and the arts. More, I think, more than most have, just because of. I mean, we do an event now every single month in the city. That's a major, major event that takes a lot of resources, and in the numbers of people that are coming to these events for the arts or that are displaying the arts right. uh, have been absolutely fascinating and exciting to see that the city's really come alive. Yeah, and I, and when you look at the public spaces that we've invested in. Uh, art come is is alive and well. I mean, these sculptures, they're they're artwork. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the park itself is a is a piece of art. Hancock yeah. Adams Common, 
And but even Kil- Marymount. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Kilroy Square Kilroy, that yeah. has an, an angle, if you look at that, has great artistic value and all. So we're very cognizant of our, uh, the culture, uh, the arts, and we'll continue to advocate for them. And uh, I, I deal with Frank Santoro at Quincy Art Association, the gallery right on Hancock Street. They get a lot of business now. A lot of folks come in and out of there and view the, the artwork by so many great local people who are so talented. Well, as an artist myself... I appreciate that so much. So thank you. Still you, working with the crayons? <laughs> I'm trying. Anyway, I, I did want to mention that we have been getting some good, solid response on this podcast, and it's been nice to meet people out there, out and about, saying that they listen to you and they appreciate when you do sort of talk yeah, about the future. Saturday, the um, Saturday at the. I, uh, forgive me if I mess up their names, but it's Ramit and Courtney? Corey. Corey. Corey or Corey, I forget, but uh, the, yeah. but those nice two young couple, very nice young couple. Somebody today had just mentioned pulled pulled up beside of me while I was driving, and uh, said I listened to the podcast. So I, I think it's a it speaks to a different audience, and I think that's great. It's just new ways to get out there, and we are all over there on social media. So um, yeah, we try to provide uh, the information. There's a lot going on, a lot going on, and locally, a lot going on in the world. So I know we're in competition with a lot of other big issues out there for people. So uh, it is nice to use this this tool, if you will, to get the information out there. And, you know, I always encourage people to call our office. If you have any questions on any particular office, anytime, or give us an, send us an email. We'll certainly respond in that regard as well. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. We hit a few issues, which is what we like to do on every podcast. And I just want to say thank you, boss. Uh, we will see you next time on City View with uh, Mayor Tom Koch. Anything else you want to add, sir? Happy spring. Happy spring, everybody. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs>